0: loving bdsm podcast episode 213 Caleb okay, lord's here with the one the only the dude still in his bathrobe and slippers yeah John brownstone
1: i don't have to get dressed up for video today i didn't have it's to put weird. on
0: makeup i mean i could have
1: yeah but I'd i know on. it's still kind of weird
0: or wear a bra or wear real clothes yeah,
1: i don't have underwear on
0: <laughs> me neither
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like the old days <laughs> but
0: we're not sitting in a closet no <laughs> This week maybe we should get to the point of why we're here this week we're talking about compatibility in ds relationships welcome to the loving bdsm podcast if this is your first time listening glad to have you and yeah it's like this every time if you're back for another week welcome back loving bdsm is produced every friday for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast most Wednesdays, but not this week and maybe not next week, and we're figuring this out. All links are in the show notes. A big shout out to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you, we love you, we thank you. If you'd like access to more content, to more us, to more of this thing that we're doing, whatever we're going to, whatever this is that we're doing, you can become one of our kinky patrons for as little as $2 per month. Head to patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. This is really weird.
1: I know, we have no... uh butt rub section for the
0: which the podcast listeners no YouTubers, offense, you I know never they got to listen to anyway true but, but like normally so okay i know we're supposed to be getting into a topic if you uh are impatient with a little bit of rambling uh fast forward probably about five minutes okay so normally what happens is i say all of those intro things and then you hit pause on recording the audio and we turn to the camera and we start a live stream and we spend Five, ten, sometimes fifteen minutes. Yeah. Getting, you know, everybody into the live stream. And then there's a point where we bring everybody back in, audio Over. recording, video live streaming recording, yeah. and we start and that
1: it, it feels weird to me because I'm, you know, usually doing all kinds of technical stuff in between all we this. We
0: are kicking it old school. Yeah, we well, are. Well, the only way we could go older school is if we were sitting in our bedroom closet. No. Yeah, it's too small.
1: Yeah. I mean, it. It's bigger than the I mean, old closet in no, a sense. No,
0: it's not. You don't think so? No. no we okay. could. We could both walk into that old closet and we could sit. I have recorded in, mm-hmm. that, in our current bedroom closet. No, the no. two of us could not okay. sit in there comfortably. Right. Now it could be because there's a sex wedge in there.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so and all the toy bags are there instead of being under the bed like they used to be,
0: right? So. And and those things are changing, so we will talk more about that in the bonus section. Yep. It just I just had to comment on I know. how it feels weird, but it is also very cool. It is nice to just sit down with microphones and yeah. just talk.
1: I didn't have to set up lights and mm-hmm. cameras, and
0: I oh, it's kind of nice. Okay, um, all so right. the only real <laughs> announcement. Um, is what we announced on Wednesday which depending on how your listening habits of the podcast go you may or may not have already heard um, starting next week which i think it'll probably be it'll probably be Wednesday that we put this out it might be Tuesdays so we're going to start doing mini podcast episodes based on written blog content these will be short episodes i'm not asking you to commit another hour and a half of your (laughs) life uh to uh, the podcast every week um probably definitely no more than 15 or 20 minutes but could be really short depends on the, the content i'm basing it off of um to provide distraction we also will be hosting um friday night live streams on youtube 30 minutes yeah just to out. chat i can honestly see us taking longer than 30 minutes depending on how tired we are and how many people happen to show up um but we're doing that at youtube.com loving bdsm that will be at 9 30 p.m eastern on friday nights and then if you happen to already be with us over on patreon patreon.com uh, we did start a discord server just for patrons, patrons yes which people are starting to get into and interact oh. with and all that good stuff. Yep. So why? Well, cause we want more community opportunities mm-hmm. and we love you guys as our community. And we always feel better when we're with you. So we're kind of one, we're selfishly doing more of that for ourselves. <laughs> but two, if we can help distract any of y'all for any amount of time, that's a good thing. Then let us do it. Let us do the thing. Let us distract ourselves. <laughs> um, So that's just a reminder. If you want more of those details, uh, if you happen to have seen a 10 minute podcast uh, episode come through earlier this week and you're like, what, 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 that must be a glitch. I'll ignore it. Go back and listen. There's, there's actual info there. Um, so this week we are in the, in an effort to keep doing what we always do, which is to talk about something that's hopefully useful in some way, and also not, um, Um, completely focus on the hellaciousness that is the world right now. Uh, (laughs) We are keeping it to a legit topic, but I want to give um, a shout out to where this idea came from. I did not just pull this magically uh, out of the depths of my brain. Um, (laughs) I saw this. This was a conversation on twitter um i believe uh darling nikki at love is a fetish is Hmm. the person who started the conversation and she was basically asking okay so how important is compatibility to you what you know how do you define that how do you know you're compatible and i was like that's a really good topic thank you nikki (laughs) (laughs) um i because i think that is such an inherently personal thing we are not giving you advice on how to be compatible with somebody, or even I would say how to find the person you're most compatible with. I just sort of want to talk about it as kind of like one of those thought exercises where you're Mm. like, here's how I think I see it. Here's what I think I think about it. And then if you're listening, you come to your own conclusions based on what's important to you based on your own lived experience. Um, But just, just to have the conversation. So, uh, and For the record while we are this whole conversation is as always framed within a power exchange relationship this goes far beyond well we're compatible because they're the dom and i'm the sub like or or we're switches and we can go back and forth like that's there's something to that obviously depending on what kind of power exchange relationship you're looking for um how many of those relationships you um have currently or are willing to have meaning monogamy versus non-monogamy Um, But I think that if you get past the role part, it's about the people and personalities and the ways you're compatible as just human beings Mm -hmm. that then can make or break the power exchange. Because if I know from my personal experience, if you and I were not as compatible as we are as just two humans sharing a space together, it would make the power exchange much more, much difficult.
1: more difficult, absolutely, absolutely. i I think um, especially in in a relationship aspect, there there has to be a underlying compatibility of some level. yeah, yeah. and
0: I think the way we all define what that compatibility is gets to be unique to us. Like the ways Mm -hmm. I want to be compatible with John Brownstone, or that I am actually, not even that I want to, I didn't go out seeking that level of compatibility, will be different than somebody else's. And I think that's completely valid and legitimate. And I even would say that the ways that you're compatible with one partner can be completely different with the ways you're compatible with another partner. And Mm -hmm. that's just as valid, that's no less, a meaningful relationship that has every chance of surviving and thriving, then there's no, y'all, we have to get away from thee. There's one right way. There's one true way. There's one good way. There is the way that works. And all I would, I would (laughs) caution you is that it needs to be a healthy way. Okay. That's all I would ever say.
1: A consenting and healthy way.
0: Right. Exactly. So I, um, I was thinking about us in terms of how we, are compatible, um, and one of the things I did say in, in my tweet back in the into this conversation mm-hmm. was that for you and I, we um, we are very compatible in terms of personality. We have we have a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. but we also, in the ways that we differ from one another, they they are complementary.
1: They do. Um- which, which works really well. Yeah, I for feel like us. we got really lucky there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because in, in our differences, we manage to fill in the gaps, so mm-hmm. to speak, so that you know, we consistently, for the most part, not, not 100%, but con- more consistently than not, work as, as a single unit.
0: Yes, and I think what part of what helps, and this is I think comes back to compatibility, is that we want the same end goal, yeah, so the few times we we argue, and we've talked about this in the past, we tend to argue at high stress times, <laughs> yes, and it tends to be over money i mean if we I think we've argued over other things, but that's like the big one for us is money,
1: and I think that's a big thing for most couples, regardless
0: I think so too, and of course, high stress times, of course, um but never once have we. Fundamentally, wanted something different. No, we have essentially oddly, wanted the same thing. We just have different approaches.
1: Different approaches, and odd, yeah, oddly enough, the the times we have argued out, <clears throat> outside of money is when we, yeah, we we both had the same goal, mm-hmm. but we had different ways of looking at it.
0: Right, because we are. Um, coming at it from our own experience. And I would say even when we've argued about money, because, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and weirdly, it's not in our case, and it's gonna be different for everybody. When it comes to money, it's not that one of us is miserly and the other one is like spending willy-nilly. We actually, it's another place that we're compatible where we compliment one another. One day it's you who's like, actually, I would love to spend this amount of money, and I'm the one going, whoa, 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 whoa. And then the next day it's me going, I would love to spend this amount of money, and you're like, "Mm, Are you sure about that? Let's
1: think about (laughs) this.
0: And then there are the times when um, we are complimentary in ways that do not, don't necessarily help ourselves, like when we overindulge in food or we do go
2: yeah. you know
0: let's buy that frivolous thing that maybe we don't need but it sure feels good to to click mm-hmm. spend here yeah. um but yeah so in terms of personality we we have and I do I wonder I'm like okay is that sort of a, a it was that purposeful like did I when I say purposeful, I mean, would I have rejected a partner I was not that compatible with on that Hmm. level? Um, And on on one level, I would say, no, I was, I was married for nine years to somebody I was not (laughs) completely (laughs) compatible with. So clearly I do not immediately reject (laughs) incompatible partners. Mm -hmm. Or is it that the ways we were compatible work for this relationship? Mm. And so therefore, because we could make We made this relationship work and we found our path on it then our compatibilities are more pronounced you know i mean there are i am i on a personal level this is not a judgment about any other relationship i am not fond (laughs) of thinking of a partner um in (laughs) the terms of opposites attract even though i I have Mm. seen it happen and i know there are some like really great relationships where they are in a lot of ways very much um on different sides of spectrums on a lot Mm -hmm. of things for me personally though i guess it would depend there would have to be some compatibility somewhere i could not be a total opposite Uh,
1: again well maybe not a total opposite but again it's one of those things that make me wonder is where you where you say opposites attract is it one of those things where they're they're opposite but they complement each other
0: and that i think that would be a a gradient in that because Mm. nothing is not not that they're not
1: that they're total opposites on far end of the spectrum
0: well what i would say is that there i'm sure somewhere out there is a successful relationship where they are total opposites of on almost almost literally everything everything. (laughs) and then i would say that there are also successful relationships where they are opposites but they complement one another and i would say for myself When I think about that, it actually stresses me out, but I think it's because I imagine the pop culture, rom-com misunderstandings in bad uh, romance tropes and those stress me out, (laughs) which that is not, those are stereotypes and those are cliches and those are not, always based in reality or that's at least not everybody's lived experience so i'm i don't doubt that i could be with somebody who is my opposite as long as those opposites were complementary to one another um but i also i also see this is more like i said this is more of a thought exercise i don't have any answers here because i do wonder if um you find compatibility, like you're not necessarily automatically like, there's not like a checklist where you go, okay, I'm this way. You're that way that matches or that works. I wonder if sometimes compatibility is about learning one another and it's not completely about, well, I am always this way. It's, I am this way with you. And so with the right partner, mm. you can be more compatible with the wrong partner, regardless of similarities. Because how many relationships have we seen where they had a lot of similarities? You just, On paper, you're like, oh, they're the perfect couple. And clearly and, they're not and, compatible and on some level. And
1: they're, they're, yeah.
0: Yeah, they're, they're not right for each other. Mm-hmm. So is compatibility just sort of a, an easy way of trying to explain why one couple works when another doesn't?
1: <clears throat> oh. I mean, there may come into play with all this on, on the compatibility level, and, and let's mix in a little bit of, of DS with um, Power Exchange in there. I, I think a lot of that has to do with as you come into a couple and you develop as a couple you understand each other's strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and and you work with that.
0: Yeah, and I I am thinking about the fact that it is very and I want to tread lightly here because I don't want anybody to think I'm I'm saying one thing when I'm, not what I'm trying to say. So I think it is very possible that with with a person you care deeply for or a person who just feels right and you really want to be with them, I think it is possible to find ways to compromise so that you become more compatible. The danger to that is the person or both partners, I've seen it happen, who compromise so much that they lose themselves. Yeah. It is one thing yeah. to compromise because quite frankly, the outcome is more important to you than the method that you take to get mm-hmm. there. Um, it is, there is, first of all, compromise regardless of what our Political uh, discourse would tell you is actually the way we move forward in this world, um, for the most part. But it's a level of compromise that does not actually hurt either person.
1: No, because what it is when it comes to a a true compromise, you don't get everything you want. Right. But you get some. Each person gets some of what they want.
0: Right. The I have a, a former boss who was awful on so many levels but he did teach me some good lessons and one of them was he said in a true compromise when you've got people who are on opposite ends of sides of a view Mm -hmm. both parties should walk away feeling a little disappointed because nobody should get everything they want right they should get some of what they want and you meet in the middle and you find a middle you can you might not love it but you can live with it and that's like a really unsexy way to look at stuff. And I don't think that a relationship should be filled with that level of compromise. I think that there, those things should happen less frequently. Like every decision you make as a couple should not be this, we've gotta sit down at the boardroom and negotiate <laughs> yes. this down to a level <laughs> where neither of us gets exactly what we want, but we get most of what we want and we make it work and i say that in the context of a power exchange doms love you love you so much some of my favorite people are dominant people y'all <laughs> don't get everything you want every moment just because you're the dom there has to be room for the compromise right. if you are having to demand everything you want and i mean that outside of a sexy power exchange or that's kind of your kink and that's fun for both of you i mean that you are literally having to kind of like battle it out verb you know verbally spar again not in a fun sexy way to find the middle ground compromise with a submissive partner and then both of you are kind of dissatisfied because you didn't get exactly what you wanted if that's every interaction you have i would have a lot of questions about the compatibility i just yeah, would if,
1: if as a submissive you don't get every any you don't get any of what you need that's or want that's a
0: problem that is that, so that that's problem. a huge
1: problem because eventually you're going to come to a point and be like I why, why the fuck am i doing this
0: that's where resentment breeds now <laughs> yeah. the sad thing is there are people who honestly believe for different reasons some of which i could go on a rant about but my throat hurts so i'm not going on a rant thanks <laughs> Um, who honestly believe that as the submissive, they are not entitled to get what they want, or the dom honestly believes that they're supposed to get everything that they want. And when you fit together well, and what you want is also part of what your other partner wants or is willing to give, that's great. But that, you know, I I would say when we, we talk about compatibility, that is where I have seen it in action for us more often than not, because sometimes we do blow up at one another because we're not, we're not at the point in the conversation or the stress is too great, or the problem feels too big where we can't sit down and calmly compromise. But in general, what we both want is for the other to be happy to have a good time to be fulfilled and 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 i'm i don't want to be all pollyanna with everybody and and completely glittery and and Mm -hmm. optimistic but that makes a huge difference the fact that we both want the other to be happy means that it is easier to make decisions that might not be exactly down to the final detail exactly what we want how we mapped it out in our head but it's good because it ends up being good for both of us even if it's it veers off of the way we thought something would yeah. happen, and I think that's where our compatibility comes into play because that's what we want
2: mm-hmm. for
0: each other. Now that's compatibility on a personality level. I think there's also compatibility in terms of power exchange. There's the compatibility with activities. So I'm going back to the opposites attract. Mm-hmm. There, um, you and I do not do every single solitary thing together. No, that would I love you so much. No. Yeah, no. And, and we both feel that way. And I think that much like the personality aspect where some people worry that if they don't agree with their partner all the time, or they're not getting every single thing they want the exact way they want it, that there are somehow incompatibilities that somehow can't be overcome. The same holds true in terms of, of activities, whether mm-hmm. that is, you, you know, you want to watch horror movies and I only want to watch rom-coms like that's a very superficial incompatibility which is actually not an incompatibility we have but um it also goes back to the power exchange and well you have these kinks and I have Mm
2: -hmm. my
0: kinks and I have had conversations typically with submissives but not always where they worry that a relationship is doomed to fail because they're not completely in sync and compatible on every kink they have
1: yeah and, and that's, that's something a lot of people ask, but there I believe, and, and this is my own opinion on this, I, I think when it comes down to that, you have to have a, what I kind of term a hierarchy of kinks, mm. okay? Like for me, I, I love impact play. Mm-hmm. You, you know that I love giving spankings, floggings. Okay, that is something that is very high to me. So while I enjoy the power exchange, the, the number one thing on the top of my hierarchy of kinks is impact play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I could not have a relationship where there was no, well, no impact play.
0: Now I'm curious because I know who you are and I know that we're non-monogamous, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. If we had the loving relationship that we have that our power hmm. exchange was maybe even better than it is mm-hmm. now, which is always room for improvement. We were compatible on other kinks, but I was not into impact play because we're non-monogamous. See, this is where it gets complicated. Yeah. <laughs> could you be happy with me because you knew you could indulge that kink in, elsewhere? In elsewhere or is it because is it such a high need you can't have a long-term power exchange relationship without it
1: hmm interesting question
0: see because i can yeah i can tell you there are a couple of things that have to be present in any relationship i'm in yeah. or it's not going to be satisfying mm-hmm. and then there are many things i can it's fine yeah like if i'm in a sexual relationship with somebody there has to be rough sex there has to be even right. little bits of pain. Like, not, you know, like, beat my ass because mm-hmm. not everybody gets like allowed to do that. Like pulling and, you know,
1: raising right. scratching and things like right. that. Right. Yes. Like,
0: there has to be that tinge mm-hmm. to it. Also, sexually, do not look to me to take control. If you are trying to come at me <laughs> and you think that's going to happen, we are... Yeah. That is an incompatibility on a sexual level that cannot be surpassed. Like, I understand myself yeah. and that need is high enough in that hierarchy you're talking mm-hmm. about. That is a definite. But, like, think now, about it. You have a, a bondage kink. Yeah. We were together. Like, we still don't indulge your bondage kink the way we indulge our mutual impact play no. kink. And you have not run screaming into the dark night to get no, away from I, me. No, I,
1: I have not. Um, Well, let's go back to your original question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. You know, impact play being at the top of my, my hierarchy. Um. We have not been able to <laughs> freely indulge.
0: No, we have not
1: in an impact play um, for almost a year now. Because we have of ta- our
0: yeah, we have taken moments like when the kids are at school, but we have not. We did not do much of that, and now that nobody is at school, we There's do none, none of that.
1: that. Right, but and I am not going to deny it. It has been difficult, mm-hmm. and if the opportunity had, would have arisen, yes, I would have gladly sought that outside. Mhm. matter of fact, it almost did, but then all this other thing- I know. And, <laughs> you had
0: and, to cancel a date, I yeah. know.
1: And um, <laughs> on the other hand, I also know that this inability to indulge in that play is only temporary.
0: Yeah, and that does make it make a difference, I think.
1: Okay, which which does help mm-hmm. because I know that at some point working still working towards that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that will change.
0: Right. These children and, are not staying home forever. They will eventually well, go back to a school. That
1: that will that will eventually change and and also our our floor plan
0: <laughs> true we're about to have a split floor plan yes we are here for it yes
1: so you know there there are certain things so it's like you know i'm i keep I keep my eyes on the prize <laughs> so to speak
0: and i also think that uh, uh oh there's an expression is it creativity is the mother of invention mm-hmm. i would also say desperation <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, it's like the husband of invention. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: Right right there next to it. Because
0: mm-hmm. I, So in speaking directly to our specific compatibilities, mm-hmm. one, I think you're right. The fact that we know, even though we get frustrated with it, even though we get tense, we get stressed, yeah. we know the situation we're in is temporary. Temporary does not mean as short as you want it to be. It just means not no. forever. Um, nothing is forever, though. Um, so that does <laughs> help. But I also think that you know if i let my brain go apocalyptic and i'm like oh my god schools are closed forever there's no more split floor plans ever (laughs) on the planet we have to like all live in one room i don't doubt that because we are compatible and think very similarly and have Mm -hmm. have the same goals and outcomes in mind even though where we do differ is usually our method that we would not Find sneaky little tricky ways to get that in. The
1: garage is to, on the complete opposite side of the house, and I'd be <laughs> setting something up in there temporarily.
0: So I and I think that that makes a difference too, because it's not in this case. It's something where we're completely compatible on, because I want impact play as much as you want impact right. play. So coming together to figure out a creative way to get what we need. If this were, you know, if we were not barreling towards closing on a house with a with the bedroom far away from the other yes. bedrooms and also with better insulation. And, you know, I'll, hell, I'll put some soundproofing up in the bedroom. I do not care. Um, whatever we got to do. Yeah. Um, but if I didn't know that that was there because you and I work well as a team,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which for me personally is a sign of compatibility. I don't, you, I can be on a team with somebody who doesn't think exactly like me, who doesn't behave exactly like me. But if we can, we can find ways to work and we become compatible in those ways, even when they're complementary opposites, then you can get to the goal you want. You and I work really well as a team together. We do. We want the same outcome. We Mm -hmm. want the other to be satisfied and happy as much as we want to be satisfied and happy. So sometimes we will do things that help the other, get the thing they want have that fulfillment and happiness and so i know that if we thought we had like another year of no impact play we would figure something out yeah i mean we have we have had small moments nothing that's been um the kind of oh, words are hard this morning (laughs) um we have had moments that didn't offer the full release of a full impact play True. scene, but have like given us a little, a little taste, little, a little little
1: brief moments in time.
0: Yes. A little respite from, yeah. you know, the rest of, of life. And right. it's partly because we both want it. It's mostly because we both want it. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, there are the times where I'm the one over there going, why don't you just, let's do some bondage. Get something out of your system. Do this, play with that. And like, I don't, care about it the way you care about it true but because i know what it does for you and that's ultimately what i want is for you to be happy Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm over here suggesting all the quiet things we can do you know or also put something in my mouth so i can't scream and we'll do something that (laughs) is not a quiet thing what do you need and you know quite frankly i would say this episode is not at all trying to give advice to anybody because i don't I, i don't I don't have enough clear thoughts about compatibility and also compatibility is so unique to the people involved. True. There's no like advice to give, but if I had advice to give, I think that if you're ever sitting there worried, are are we really compatible? Are we are we the are we the right people for the other person in this relationship? one of and there are many ways i would say to do a self-check on this but one of the ways is do you ultimately want the other person's happiness and fulfillment as much as you want your own not to the point where you self-sacrifice in a way that breeds resentment and means you are going unfulfilled but that you will find those compromises that Mm -hmm. you will go outside your comfort zone because it makes them happy that you will offer up your skills and your strengths to benefit that other person I think that that is a, a a less black and white version of what it means to be compatible. I think most of the time when we think about compatibility, we think, well, you're the Dom, I'm the sub. Or, hey, when I switch to sub, you switch to Dom, and doesn't that work well? <laughs> or, oh, you don't like to go out, and neither do I, and we can. I mean, those are some things that can make you compatible. Mm-hmm. But if on an emotional level. And this is not just for long-term loving, we've been married a hundred years relationships. This is not just for sexual relationships. This is for any time you are relating to another human being and trying to form some kind of bond with them. I think compatibility goes far beyond the physical things we do, the physical things we think. It is about Can I work with you? Can I find ways to be compatible with you where I didn't even know they were possible? What am I willing to do short term in dire situations and weird Mm -hmm. situations? What am I willing to do long term that is still true to me? And I would say, I think you might find pieces and parts of your personality. You might not have, they're like muscles you never had to exercise before. Because in every relationship, prior to ds me prior to going oh wait i'm submissive oh wait dominant dominance are my jam okay here we go (laughs) prior to that i had very much a specific personality in most relationships Mm -hmm. it was very much a take charge kind of thing i was picking the same kind of partner over and over again that was part of the problem um and i could have a, a partner who was i was compatible with under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I could, had I not picked in correctly on that, on the last couple of vanilla partners, I might have even said that I found fulfillment or happiness if they were compatible with that. Gotcha. If they gave as much as mm-hmm. they take. Because I I feel like that's another part of compatibility. There's a bit of yin and yang give and take back and forth. Sure. It's not just happily sitting side by side together moving in parallel you know parallel to one another it's not i don't think so i don't think (laughs) not for me anyway so you know i could find compatibility with a partner in an in a previous life in a previous time based on what i knew about myself at the time and who i was at the time and who i thought i wanted to be and that partner might look completely different to the partners I would have now mm. in a power exchange, dominant partners, blah, you know, specific kings, yada, yada. Because it was, for me, it, maybe that's my sign of compatibility. Maybe that's, that's my greatest test of compatibility. We are willing to work together and we're willing to do what we can to make the other partner happy and fulfilled yeah because if we're both coming at it from that angle and we're both trying to make the other one happy and fulfilled while maintaining being Mm -hmm. maintaining our self-worth and being true to ourselves isn't that maybe that's a very baseline level of compatibility and if you've got that level of compatibility then the rest of the, the things can sometimes figure themselves out yeah I mean, there are some compatibility problems like you want to work on the West Coast and they have a career on the East Coast and neither of you (laughs) wants a long distance relationship. Guess what? You are incompatible Mm -hmm. on those levels. And yet, I still would say, if you're both doing what you can to make the other one happy, quite frankly, one or both of you will be the one to go, this this probably won't survive because you're not going to be happy with this. Oh, you're right. This won't survive because you're not going to be happy about this. And then maybe maybe it ends but it ends in this mutually good way right does not doesn't, doesn't
1: necessarily have to be a, a to- yeah toxic that's a good
0: yeah. yeah and i don't i don't know any of that for a fact i can that's why I, this episode is not to give you advice on how to be compatible or how to be more compatible I think it's just interesting to think about what makes you compatible in one relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, do you have, maybe you're non-monogamous and you have other relationships. What makes you compatible in those relationships? Is it the same or is it different? If it's the same, it could be that there are certain things you need in every relationship, Mm -hmm. no matter what. And then everything else sorts itself out. If they're completely different then maybe it's about the, people you're with and how they make you feel and you're the needs that are fulfilled in that specific relationship. If you're monogamous, um, I would think back to previous relationships. What worked? What didn't? Why didn't it work? What were Mm -hmm. the incompatibilities there? Sometimes it is personality. If you, if you and I were both really bombastic people who just like went at one another all the time and everything was like really, really intense all the time. Oh my Lord. First of all, (laughs) if I were as everybody else watching, that would be exhausting. Yeah. I also think that would be exhausting to me because I'm actually not naturally that way.
1: Yeah. That, that would, oh, that would, oh. I'm cringing Ooh. inside I just I, thinking about. I it. think it's
0: because that's not our natural, you know, our inherent way mm-hmm. of being. But we're also not always mild mannered either. Mm-mm. You know, we are mostly we're mostly mild mannered because we we mostly agree. We mostly mm-hmm. you know are happy with one another ninety eight percent of the time. But
1: we are also, while we are both in a sense um, calm quiet people yeah we both also have very strong personalities
0: yes and I think that's another interesting thing because I see a lot of you know put air quotes on this wisdom out there on the the interwebs about how two strong personalities you know it's fireworks or it's just it's gonna flame out and it's like (laughs) not necessarily you know just like two milder calmer I want to use words that don't sound insulting because I don't mean it to be insulting, but, but quieter people who are more like get along to go along kind of people, um, they're not automatically compatible.
2: Mm-hmm. That's where
0: I, I feel like for me, it goes back to the, do we have similar goals? Mm-hmm. Do we want to make each other happy? Yeah. And I, I think that in and
1: of itself right there, wanting to make each other happy Uh, without
0: sacrificing our well, without sacrificing
1: but it it makes for a a meeting in the middle
0: and i think in the way that you and i are compatible it is that we are willing to meet in the middle yeah when where we differ where we're similar it's it's kind of nice there are times that we just Mm -hmm. sort of look at each other and we know that the other one is like yeah i'm on i'm on board this we don't even have to talk about it anymore yeah and in the places where we don't have that clear wait are you with me We have the communication skills with one another now Mm -hmm. to sit down and hash it out. And what I always find really hilarious, especially in places where we disagree and from the outside looking in, you might for like half a second go, oh gosh, this is a place they're not compatible. (laughs) Once we talk about things, for us at least, we figure out we want the same result. Exactly. We're just trying to figure out how to achieve that result. Yeah and that sometimes that's where compromise comes in sometimes i have found this to be true and i prior to our relationship i would not have thought this to be true about myself there was a time in life where once i decided i thought something was the best course of action and Mm -hmm. that was the path we needed to take and that was the method we needed to use because we were trying to get to a goal i would be Prior to being with you, I would be very resentful of somebody, especially in a relationship, trying to like go, well, maybe we should do this. And I think it was because I had always taken the role of being in charge of those mm. relationships, of, of driving that relationship. And um, so I did not handle it well when a partner would be like well maybe there's another way i'd be like i do not know how many sleepless nights i've already had i've concocted 26 (laughs) plans a through z you cannot have thought about this as much as i have this is the best one i did the calculations in my head like i just that was how i attacked things Mm -hmm. with you though and i think this comes down to trust i think you can be compatible on paper and if you don't trust one another fuck it it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. um it comes down to trust i think there is a bit of even when i know we are coming at something not within our power exchange and this is not about you the dom making a decision that's going to drive our relationship forward this is a mutual thing we have to decide i also think there is a part of me that wants to defer to you mm-hmm. um so i find it easier to compromise like i'm over here going i think we should do it this way and you're like yeah but i think we should do it this way it does help <laughs> it does help the two things that help one i have enough experience of your way being a correct way and having to learn that my way is not the only way of a thing can be done yeah.
1: well you know it, it's it's funny because Outside of, since we have been together, outside of teaching you a modicum of patience. Oh, I hate that word. Yeah. The, the only other thing, and, and I early on I, I would say this to her a lot. Baby girl, all roads lead to Rome.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I know. We still tease one another. I'm like, "You're not doing that right." You're like, "I'm doing it my way." <laughs> the dishes are still getting loaded into the dishwasher. I'm just doing it my <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> it's about the outcome.
0: Yes. Yes, and that and, and the
1: outcome is the same.
0: And 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 that is <laughs> that is one reason why it is easier for us to have these um to be able to do that the other thing though the, the way i was able to change and mm-hmm. sort of morph and and find that way of of doing these things is because you don't have that air quote dombly dom thing of it's always my way mm-hmm. so i've compromised with you which is it's funny because right. i feel like this conversation is becoming more about compromise but i think that maybe that's where compatibility really comes in is how much can how much of yourself can yeah. you compromise versus how much of yourself is just who you are and it well fits i think it comes down else.
1: to there have been times where i've looked at what you're saying and like You know what, baby girl, that's a damn good idea. Mm -hmm. And I think your way is the best way.
0: And that's why I can, that is why I can unbend to mm -hmm. go your way because you have done that. You have said, I see, it's not the way I would have picked. It's not what came to my mind first because I think differently than you, but we're trying to get to the same goal. Mm -hmm. And so therefore I can go your way. So that means I feel safe to give up my way mm-hmm. in service of your way yeah. so that we get to that same and goal. then
1: there have been times you've been like oh yeah daddy that is, that is i learned well, a new way to do something learned, learned a new way to do something and then there have been the other times where it's been a hybrid mm-hmm. of a little bit of my way and a little bit of your yes. way
0: yes and that's and that's the thing we for all that i know i i think i know from the outside looking in, we seem to be in agreement on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, We seem to be compatible on every single level. Our kinks match up, our this match up, our everything matches up. And while I feel like the, for us, the overall conversation is meant to be about compatibility. It's actually about compromise because there are ways that we are very similar. Like we are people who are very comfortable Sitting in silence, comfortable silence is yeah. a thing. We can happily sit in the same room for hours, reading our books, scrolling on our phone, never speaking to the other, I'm, I'm and the, we're having a good time. I am the
1: type of person. I, you know, one of the ways we differ. Kayla loves her online community. Yes. Okay. That's that's your place. Mm-hmm. I love the online community, but I am very much a in-person community. Um, I love going to munches, love going to workshops, you know, I, I, I just love doing those things. And sometimes for me, depending on where I'm at, I just enjoy to be there. I mean, there are many times I will engage in conversation, but there are sometimes I just like to be among a group of people and... Not really say anything. Just be there.
0: If I have to be there, I don't really want to say anything. <laughs> yeah.
1: That goes without saying.
0: Unless I'm standing on the stage and I'm the one leading things, then True. I have something to say. That's totally different. That's totally different. Uh, flex there. But see, that's the thing. So some people would say, oh, well, you don't want to go. And I will go out, clearly. Mm-hmm. Mostly because you're taking me to a restaurant where I can get something to eat. Um, he knows he knows I can be bothered. I know
1: you're weak. No, I know you're kryptonite.
0: But some people call that an incompatibility. For some people, that might be an incompatibility that they feel is insurmountable. And yet for us, it's not. There, there mm-hmm. are a lot of compromises that go into those differences. Like I have happily dragged you into my online community to the point that you're not there as often as I am. You don't do as much as I do, but you're there. Yeah. The same is true for the in-person community. I go to munches. I am there with you, even
1: though. But what that, but what that does for us, Mm -hmm. there are times you come to me, daddy, I was in such and such community and there was this discussion and, and it, it talked about this and, and, Looked at it from this perspective and that perspective, and and I'll go to a, a workshop and I'll come home. Hey, baby girl, it was a really good discussion. We talked about this and 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 that was brought up and
0: and and we right we we use the differences in service of ourselves in service of our relationship, and we talk about those things. And I think that comes down to yet again a thing on paper that somebody would go, oh, well, you're incompatible there. No, because we still have the same goal for each other. Mm -hmm. In that case, our goal is to share the things that we discover. Because where we are compatible is that we are extremely comfortable. Just what's on my mind, I'm going to tell you. What did I discover? We don't hoard information from one another. We don't hide things from one another. We don't think, oh, they won't be interested because they weren't interested in the event. Like, I... (laughs) I'm always interested in a good story. I'm always interested in um, little tidbits that can lead to other places and give me a detail and get me thinking about something. And we know that about one another. And that is a place we are extremely compatible. Yeah. That's not a thing you can put on a piece of paper and use as a pro-con checklist. Mm-mm. Like it just, it is also a thing that it is a compatibility that. We would never have known about the other from like looking at an online profile or no even the first few conversations online, we could not have figured it out. It is a compatibility that developed over time. Yes. And so that maybe that's another thing to think about is that, especially if you're already in a long-term relationship, how do you work well together and have things that are compatible even if they're complementary like we've already okay y'all we're okay okay <laughs> uh-oh we're planners i'm a planner from way back we, we know who we are we will not be in a child free house for at least minimum another 8 years potentially 10 15 college is a thing so we don't know we already know who is going to load the dishwasher and who is going to unload the dishwasher yeah why do we know that <laughs> That would be a conversation between us and a therapist. Okay. I don't know. But that's like this teeny tiny small thing that is, is completely unimportant. But how many relationships have the argument about the damn dishwasher Yeah, for us? We go, okay, which one do you want to do? Okay. Which one, which one? I'm, okay. The grocery store. It's yeah. another opposite, but complimentary. I load the groceries on the conveyor belt. In the correct order that I want them to be bagged in. Does it always happen? No. But I literally put the groceries on the conveyor belt. And
1: I step back for that one.
0: In the appropriate order. Okay. There is an appropriate order. Do not come at me. There's an appropriate order. At the same time, I do not load the groceries into the uh, trunk or the back hatch or whatever. Because there is an appropriate way to pack those things, and that is not my job.
1: I am the pack master.
0: You are, <laughs> you are, uh, and that is the smallest, stupidest, <laughs> most random complementary compatibility. And here's the thing: you cu- we couldn't have written that down on a piece of paper. Mm-mm. We couldn't have like gone through a, a dating profile, bloody blah thing, and gone. <laughs> Oh, okay. You you want to unload the dishwasher? That's good, because I prefer to load the dishwasher. Because there's a right way to load the dishwasher, <laughs> too, y'all. I'm just saying.
1: And like, when you take things out of the dishwasher and put it away, stuff has to be found.
0: Exactly. Sorry about that, y'all. That was our Staples order. We needed printer paper, school paper. Yeah. I need a post-it note. It's arrived. Okay. (laughs) So my whole point is some of the ways that we found compatibility were not things to be predicted. True. And some of those things I would say are things you don't even know how you think or feel about a thing until multiple things. One, you're presented with it. If you didn't know it existed, you don't know what you think about it. Two, you, you don't know how you feel about it. Truly until you have a partner that you feel comfortable with or you trust. So take um, the BDSM checklist, the yes, no, maybe list. Right. We did a video uh, a week or so ago um, on specifically on that. Think about this, how many of you, and if you've never done a checklist, I absolutely recommend them just for fun, just for have conversations with a partner or to kind of think about different things for yourself if you're single. But if you've ever taken one, How many of the things on your no list moved slowly over time to the maybe list, to the yes list? I have a couple of things that were, they weren't hard-nosed, like, I will never do that thing. They were more like, nah, I'm not interested. And then I went, well, I guess I'm interested. Then I was like, yeah, sure, we can do it. And it the reason I was saying no was because I couldn't conceive of it at the time as a thing I really cared about. It wasn't a hard limit, so that's mm-hmm. a different thing. And in some cases, there were some things that have gone, no, I think that might be a hard limit. And then I learned more about it, so that's part of it. But also... I have a partner I trust completely. I know I can experiment with things with you and I'm going to be safe and you're going to keep me safe and we're going to communicate. And so things that like, if you, if you just take your list of kinks as an example of Mm -hmm. compatibility, and and you also know those things can change over time. And you
1: also know that when we do jump into something new, we don't literally just jump out of the frying pan into the fire. Right. Research it. So know what's going on with it, how to do it, do it in a safe way. Because
0: that's how you and I operate in everything we do. That is a place where we are clearly compatible. So then we can take things that on paper, somebody would say, well, you're not compatible because you're not both into that one very specific kink Mm -hmm. that like five people on the planet know about. (laughs) (laughs) And it's in that case, it's a, and here's the thing where we are, we continue to be compatible is that. We might research it. We might think about it. One of us might still go, nah, I'm still, I'm still not down for this. I still don't want to do it. It's something about it. I'm not interested. And the other one's going to go, okay, because we're, (laughs) we have other points of connection. Yeah. You know, we have other ways that we relate to one another that, um, work for us. I think that's the other thing. If there's a takeaway for anybody here, um, it's, you know, stop thinking that you are supposed to be, however you're defining compatibility, um, especially in terms of physical acts or things that you do or activities or kinks or fetishes, I would say stop thinking that you are supposed to automatically from day one align with a partner on everything and that if you don't, the relationship is doomed to failure, that it you're clearly incompatible what are you doing this isn't going to work nothing's because some of that stuff you are you will stay incompatible with there will Mm -hmm. be kinks that you both you don't both share but if you can find the things that you do share and those things can be meaningful for you then that might be all you need for that relationship. That won't work for everybody. There are some people, like you said earlier, you have a hierarchy of kings. Yeah. If we were monogamous and you couldn't have impact play, we wouldn't work. But quite frankly, I know that more now than I would have six years ago because after all these months of you not getting impact play at your normal rate and your normal level, you are cranky. You are so cranky, and if I wasn't aware—Grumpy Polar Bear. <laughs> if you didn't communicate how you felt, if mm-hmm. we didn't communicate well, if I was not right. aware of what it is you're missing and where the tension comes from, it would be a sore spot. It would be yeah, a point of—it would be a point of contention. We would mm-hmm. be arguing over it because i'm not aware now i think that goes back to communication i don't think every incompatibility can just be fixed with good communication but i think those small things that could become large things yeah can be minimized a bit with communication also with compromise where it is safe to compromise i think some and, people are too quick to compromise some sometimes but some people to, are not quick enough
1: sometimes too what you have to be careful of is those little things looking at them through a magnifying glass and appearing to be bigger than they truly are. Oh, yes,
0: and turning very small things into the most important thing in your life. Now, sometimes sometimes that's a symptom. If this really small thing in your relationship is the biggest Mm -hmm. thing ever... I feel like that's a way of maybe your brain or your heart trying to tell you there's a problem. And what's happening is your brain slash heart is focusing on this small thing because it's easier to focus on that small thing than the big yeah. incompatibilities. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yes, I think that people who define, quote, and we'll put air quotes around this one real big, perfection in a power exchange focus on the small things where you're not completely aligned and completely miss the big things, you know,
2: yeah.
0: and only you can define for yourself what are the really important compat- uh, incompatibilities and what are the, the not so Im- important ones, where you can compromise, where you won't compromise. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things I would not compromise. If one of, if you were a racist, that's not a point of I'm gonna, I'm gonna compromise on no. no. If you were sexist, if you were transphobic, if you mm-hmm. like any of those things, any of those things. No, yeah. that's not a place I can compromise. That's not. That's an incompatibility we cannot overcome. And it, yes, would it break my heart if we had gotten close and then that had like shown up? Reared its
1: head, yeah. Right, that
0: would be really freaking hard. And I think that basing certain compatibilities on your own values, morals, and ethics—that is perfectly fine okay (laughs) perfectly fine but the but wait they prefer to stay at home and be quiet and I don't that is not to me an automatic deal breaker right yeah that's not yeah for somebody else that might be an automatic deal breaker I can't decide that for you and I'm not gonna try
1: each person's hierarchy is different from exactly, the other person.
0: Exactly, but and I you have
1: to, to find where your hierarchy kind of sort of comes into play with the other person.
0: I think that there's that. I think that there... This is kind of tricky because it is so personal to everybody. And what you personally feel is a must-have, a, must a gotta-have, totally important in your power exchange, your relationship... Is valid, and you get to decide what that is. I would throw out the thought exercise for other people to remember that um, you can be compatible with people in ways that cannot be reduced to a checklist, a pro con list. Yeah, you can become compatible or find that you're compatible with people in personality, and it can overshadow all of the physical activities that you thought were really important Mm -hmm. because other needs are getting met. I think that it is not a bad thing to think about what compatibility means on a much broader scale.
1: Yeah. Well, that's like one of the things I still chuckle about all these years later in our relationship is that one of the things you always looked for in a partner is that they were taller than you.
0: Yes. I thought that was very important. And and
1: that at one time was very important to you. Yeah. And now, six years later.
0: It's actually weird to stand next to a guy who's taller than me. I'm like,
1: You're 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 with the incredible shrinking man. You're the
0: incredible shrinking man. With the incredibly (laughs) growing children. It's kind of weird. Um You know what? And that's, and I've, I have gone on rants about this before, and I'm trying to tread lightly here because I'm not trying to break up a bunch of relationships. (laughs) I swear to God, I'm not, but I have learned, and I, this is, I'm an experiment of one y'all. Okay. So extrapolate for yourself. I will not extrapolate for you. Here's what I will tell you. Some of the things we think about are quote type. They have to be this. They have to have that. They have some of that is fucking bullshit because i have learned that some of the best people that in my whole life some of the best relationships i've had definitely and including the current
1: one
0: (laughs) have been people that would never have made the cut based on what i thought i wanted because i had a quote type that was reduced to physical aspects or this aspect or that aspect and we all get to make our own decisions we all get to have our own hierarchy of of importance here what matters most to us but here's what i will continue to tell people if you keep going after a certain type and you keep being miserable something about that type's got to be thrown out i mean good lord i'm in the best relationship of my life i'm knock on wood at the best point in my life ever I know that a good part of that is because of the relationship I'm in. And if you had been rejected because you are five, six, even though you keep trying to say you're five, seven, but <laughs> I know how tall I am. Or because you were a certain age or because we, at the time I had kind of gone, I don't want to do long distance anymore. And here we were a long distance. Mm-hmm. Or if you had rejected me because you had said you were not going to date another woman who had small children. Yeah. Where would we be if we yeah. said that those were the, the, um, the kind of compatibilities criteria, we yeah. wouldn't compromise on. Mm-hmm. And I think we miss entire swaths of humanity and connection and potential relationships of all kind, platonic, romantic, sexual, does not matter, when we reduce people to the sum of their parts. Now, yeah, yeah. your ethics, your morals, your values, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The vibe you get, the energy you get, the way you react to a person, yep. But I also know personal experience and a lot of anecdotal, like other people saying this. The more I care about somebody, the more attractive they become to me. And when I stop yeah. caring about them, they're the ugliest motherfucker <laughs> I've ever met. Okay. <laughs> I used to think several people in my life were like almost Adonis level, like oh. And then when I was done with them, and I, y'all, I'm a Scorpio bitch. When I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> I was like, ooh, ooh. Physically, what what did I see there? <laughs> so we know, you know, for if if you've never had that experience, okay, cool. I everybody's different, but if you have had that experience, then you know what can physically attract us to somebody will not be the thing that keeps us with them. And the people that we think, well, maybe I don't find them physically attractive, the more we get to know them, sometimes the more attracted we become to them. So compatibility is really complicated is all I'm saying. Yeah, it is. And I would just say if you have been like strictly going by a checklist level type Mm -hmm. of compatibilities and things you look for and they must have and they must do and they must be and you are not finding happiness in those relationships, I would plead with you, minus your personal values and morals, that's a good checklist to have. (laughs) Throw out the fucking checklist of what compatibility means to you. Because I think that there are surprises Mm -hmm. in life when you sort of allow people to come into your life and you don't immediately reject them because they've got curly hair instead of straight hair. They've, they're have they're 5'6", instead of 5'10". Like y'all, I was so picky, like they needed to be over six feet tall. And here's why, and here's why, and this was about me and this was not about the person. I have been my whole life, well, up until I was like in college, I was larger than most people. In elementary school through middle school, I was the tallest kid. Like I was towering over the boys at a certain point. Um, I've always been heavier than the waif-like whatever of the '90s, which is were my formative years. Um, I've always felt large, and I, have, y'all, I picked boyfriends in high school and into college, and then mm, the first marriage, because they were physically bigger than me and that gave me that small Uh. feeling I wanted. I didn't feel so large and clunky and like I took up too much space. And now here these days I take up space and whatever, I just take up the fucking space. It's mine to take up, (laughs) but I, and it, what's funny is I know myself well enough now to know that that was me wanting to feel submissive because you make me feel small in really sexy, fun, like fulfilling Mm -hmm. ways that are all mental and emotional. I have nothing to fucking do with size, but I was picking boyfriends that were like six foot five or 300 pounds because I wanted that sense of smallness mm. and I didn't know enough about me. It's not a good look y'all to pick somebody specific to their sizes. I'm not proud of this. This is an, a moment of understanding what I was doing now looking back mm. 20 years ago. I it. I wanted that feeling, but I didn't know submissiveness was a thing. I didn't know BDSM was a uh, thing. I certainly wasn't ready at 20, 20, 25. Hell, I was 32 before I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. Kink. there's a thing called kink. I wasn't even ready to understand the concept. And that is what I was actually looking, looking. for. But because I didn't understand it, mm-hmm. I looked at it in terms of physical compatibility. And yeah. if they were not taller than me and bigger than me and made me feel physically small, couldn't lift me. Oh, I lo- oh you wanted to get in my pants? Be strong enough to pick me up. That was the best foreplay ever. Like I'm I'm here. We can do whatever you want now. Now, it didn't matter. Were they good people? Were they kind people? Did they listen to me? Did they care about my needs? I literally was not even looking at that. And I stayed with some really shitty people because, because of that. Of that. I also because I reduced those partners to the sum of their parts, lost what could have been really good friendships. Because we weren't compatible on a relationship level. Mm. I was attracted to them because of a physical attribute of theirs. And then when the relationship didn't work out, I was too much of a coward to I didn't have communication skills. Lord, I did not have communication skills. I was too much of a coward to go, I really like you as a friend, but I can't do this anymore. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, I broke up with people actually I avoid confrontation so much. I was like, let me just be awful and then they'll break up with me. Also, not a thing I'm proud of, y'all. <laughs> totally not a thing I'm proud of. But so, really great friendships mm-hmm. died mm. because we were incompatible as a relationship. Because when you reduce somebody to just some, one physical trait that they have, you're not even treating them as the whole person right. at that point. Right. Like I've been there, part done of the that. Sun. Yeah, I've yeah. been there, done that. And now that I look back, I'm like, oh my god, I was trying to find submission without understanding submission. And I thought that it was about, because you have many, many times, the first time we, I said something about how it 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 was weird to me that you were not taller than me. You're not even my tight anymore unless you yeah. wear your boots. And I wear flats a lot because I don't like heels, my feet hurt, Um, but.
1: I taught you what that meant. You did. Yeah. And it
0: was powerful because y'all, he took me, he grabbed my hair. Forced me to my knees. I was absolutely like submitting in a really sexy way. It was so, <laughs> oh, it was so good. But I was lower down than you. Yeah. And you were clearly in control. Yeah. And you were like, what the fuck's height got to do with it? And that was like the best lesson I ever learned. But that's the thing. Would We wouldn't be together if I still had that.
1: Those those concepts. Those
0: concepts of you had to fit a certain list I had, and that's what made us compatible. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's I guess I did go on a rant. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's com- compatibility is so inherently personal. It's, it's complex. There's no what there's no five-step checklist I can give you. Like that just doesn't exist. I would just I would just say treat it like the thought exercise that it is. Yeah. And if you are in a happy relationship, think of the compatibilities you have and how many of them are compatibilities you could not have conceived of before you met this person. How many of them are compatibilities that you either thought you didn't have or that weren't important or now very important to you, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you are are constantly going in and out of relationships and you're unhappy, this might be a time to rethink what compatibility means to you. I think
1: when it comes to compatibility, you need to, and you put it quite well, you 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 sometimes need to put aside the physical, mm-hmm. and it's it's something you need to kind of look inside yourself, absolutely, and and, and be a, a little introspective.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, agree completely. I'm all for everybody being a little bit more introspective. You don't have to be as introspective as I am. God, please don't, That's, it's exhausting. But if you've never in your whole life taken a moment to just be alone with your thoughts for 30 seconds, I highly recommend it. I mean, it's a little scary at first, but I highly recommend it. Um, so yeah, I, we've given no real advice other than if you are unhappy in all of your failed relationships and you're going after a type, I just, I'm, I'm gonna keep ranting about that for the rest of my days. Stop that shit. <laughs> stop that shit. Look at personality, look at vibe, look at something else. Yeah. Morals,
1: <laughs> ethics. Yes, know, please.
0: And figure out what your morals and ethics are and find your point where you're not willing to compromise. And I think that on a moral ethical value standpoint with compatibility, it's okay to have the line where you're like, I'm not crossing that. And I say that because I'm on the side of not here for racism. I'm not here for sexism. I'm not here for, um, transphobia. I'm not here for, like, I'm not here for a lot of things. And I know that there are people on the other side of that divide who would say that their morals and ethics are like, well, you're too liberal. Well, then I wouldn't want your ass anyway, but whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, I mean, everybody gets to pick their own line, but I kind of yeah. feel like the folks who can hear the sound of our voice would be on our side of the <laughs> line. So that feels like a, a good statement to make. Um but yeah, I you know, beyond that, I think compatibility is really squishy. It's ultimately the whole point of this. We could have yeah, wrapped I, this up in I 30 like, seconds. I like
1: squishy things.
0: I You you like sleeping next to me, so <laughs> clearly you like squishy things. I'm uh, one of the squishiest things you know right now. <laughs> Not a toned muscle in this body. It's fine. There's a lot of jello-like movement going on yeah, in this yeah. body. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that's that is the main point, that yeah. there's no black and white, yes, mm. no, a uh, checklist kind of thing you can do for compatibility
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the most part. True. Beyond like whatever core, important, important things are, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and I think when you do that, that opens you up to so many new experiences and opens your eyes to the, to the breadth of humanity out there. And you can find yourself in situations you never could have imagined, but that are fulfilling and that are meaningful and that you, you both gain something from experiences that you have, kinks you didn't know you had, people that you might never have fucked before. Now you're like, I can't get enough of, like, there's just. <sighs> so many things. Yes. And I think that that, that maybe is part of the main point. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Are we good? I
0: think so. We are going to have a bonus section, y'all. Of yes. course. Of course. We we went old school and are keeping.
1: Oh, yeah. Keeping the... right in lot. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes.
0: All right. All right, baby girl, you ready? Mm, Sure. Keep Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all, and we'll see you next week.
1: Dottie. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk
0: to the crickets? Please and thank you. What
1: do you want to do, baby
0: girl? I'd like to talk to crickets. What? You have me sing Please Daddy, can I talk to the crickets? Go ahead, baby. Thank girl. you. We have to figure out our emoji of the day of the week.
2: Yeah.
0: So I what I love about this emoji thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: is that um people tweet it at me. Uh-huh. They DM it to me yeah they leave comments in places where comments are available like the audio version with like a still image will be uploaded to youtube so if somebody gets like actually stays through the whole thing and gets to this point you know there'll be a youtube comment i've had people dm us on patreon with the emoji of the day what is the emoji of the day going to be though is what i need to know and i have not decided because i don't have a thing in front of me where i can look at emojis and i need to look at emojis is there um a handshake one? I think there's a handshake emoji.
1: I believe so. Give me a second and uh, I will look.
0: If there is a handshake emoji, um, why don't you just open up your text message app? Why don't you just hand me your phone? Why don't you just let me do things? Girl, <laughs> settle
1: down now.
0: So, bu- that's our sleep app. <laughs> just opened, y'all. <laughs> we use Calm to go to sleep at night. Yeah, I think there's a handshake emoji. So we're going to go with handshake right, emoji. Let's-
1: see here i think there's
0: handshake emoji i'm pretty sure there's a handshake emoji yes there is handshake emoji emoji. it's a handshake emoji so we
1: we can't um shake hands at the moment no we can person
0: please don't uh, do that in person
1: let's virtually shake hands.
0: exactly because to me shaking hands one i know it's a greeting but two Mm -hmm. i've always um sort of viewed it as that's what you do when you've come to an agreement and you've reached a compromise and and
1: and that's given me an idea for next week's
0: Emoji? emoji. Oh, write that down because I don't need you to forget it. Okay. Um. So what's been going on? Because this is bonus section time. Um. The appraisal well, came back on the house. The, the
1: appraisal came back on the house. We have picked a a home, uh, insurance. Home, home insurance.
0: Y'all, we actually like legit shopped around. We had what five or six quotes. Five
1: or six different quotes. For and that, then we yes. were going
0: back and forth, going, okay, adjust this, adjust that, do mm-hmm. this, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And um, yeah, it, it took us a little like bit. Like real grown
0: ups. We uh. We've got it worked out. So Florida is on a loosey-goosey stay-at-home order. I say loosey-goosey because our governor, bless him, um, (laughs) was loosey-goosey about it. Has put everybody into a panic. Apparently there's a massive run on grocery shopping today because we're recording on Thursday. And the stay-at-home order goes into effect, I think, 5 p.m.? thursday april 2nd? Midnight. midnight midnight okay midnight tonight so people are out panic buying because they think it means they won't be allowed to go to grocery stores which if fewer people are at grocery stores who don't need to be at grocery stores it's not a bad thing mm-hmm. um considering that i can't uh, yeah we're, we're actually we've been avoiding going to the grocery store. we've been doing um uh, pickup and delivery as much as possible, but we're going to actually have to go next week. There's some things that we can't, we, just we can't just get can't delivered get, Yeah, no. and we have really been avoiding it. But, um, so w- we were 24 hours ago trying to get the information of what the stay at home order, who's, who does the state of Florida consider essential versus non-essential it's very loosey goosey. So we don't know how this will affect the closing. Nobody from the mortgage company or our realtor or the closing company has said, Hey, we have a problem. So, but from what I know about real estate in the state of Florida, which is just enough to be dangerous, there is a lot that can be done electronically. I mean, we signed all our mortgage documents electronically. We signed Mm -hmm. the offer and the contract, electronically like we did we've done everything electronically except the one meeting with our realtor before all this began and the one time we (laughs) had to go to the title company to drop off the escrow money so i'm i really think that we will probably be fine but we still don't have a we don't have a definite closing date. We have the projected closing date. We have, we have the date. projected
1: closing date of April 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what some of this might mean, you know, we had um, intended on at least doing the interior painting. Yeah. And and, and the po- carpets. And potentially replacing the bedroom carpet. Oh yeah. Um.
0: And that it, might. That
1: might have to wait till after we move in.
0: But so here's the thing florida being uh it's a 30-day currently a 30-day stay-at-home order who knows what will happen in 30 days and not having a good list of what essential versus non-essential businesses are we we were already in a good position with our realtor who is also our landlord um where he as long as we can pay, keep paying rent he would let us stay here until we can get moved so if we can't yes get the moving things we need. We, I mean, he's not going to force us out. It's, you know, we're on a, right. it's we're, fine. We're, we're
1: in a good place with that. So. Right.
0: So it's, it, there's no way of knowing what's going to happen over the next few weeks. Um, I weirdly am being, still being the calm one about this. I had one day where I was very cranky. Like the anxiety got to me. the point Yes. I, just, I
1: stayed out of her way.
0: What I really because it's it's that (laughs) level of anxiety I think most people feel even if you're not feeling it all the time where you're just frustrated because there's nothing you can do but you desperately want there to be something you can do you want to be angry Mm -hmm. at somebody you want to be angry about something I had a whole day of that and then the next day I woke up and I was like you know what I, I had that day and I didn't I didn't beat myself up in my head about how I shouldn't have that day I just let myself have that day remembered myself and my manners with both a daddy dom and like other people in my life. But acknowledge that I felt that way. I was on a Skype call with a bunch of people that same day and went, I just wanna let y'all know I am cranky today. And it and it was fine. Um, and then the next day I woke up and I was less so. And I know that in the next few weeks, there will be days that I wake up and I am definitely cranky or mm. I'm sad or I'm disappointed. Like all those emotions I think are, are valid. So yeah, but the as far as we know, and we are obsessively checking our email, everything is still moving forward. With the house. Yeah. Um, the one thing, and this is why I need to see what is essential versus non-essential, is for the new house, even if we can't do the paint, which we, or we can't do the carpets.
1: Or take down the wallpaper. Well,
0: we can figure out how to take down some wallpaper from the inside of our house. It'll be fine. Um, we do need to figure out the internet because... Oh. Why are we not doing a live stream this week? Oh, because the children went back to school this week. The children started
1: virtual school. Back to
0: school and they had Zoom calls, which were fine, but our our internet bandwidth is okay. Yeah. But it cannot handle a live stream on top of a Zoom call on top of other stuff.
1: We considered putting in a business internet when we moved here, but at the same time we would have had to have the expense of having a new line run. Yeah, and I didn't want to do and, that for And and being this was a rental, we we did not want to go through that expense.
0: Right, but we are definitely willing to do it for the new house, for the, house. For the office, but will we be able to? We don't, we don't actually know. know. You know, will <laughs> they I I have no doubt that our internet provider will happily let us move service but will they be able to come out and add new service honestly don't know so there those kinds of things uh those kinds of plans are up in the air right um but i I still i keep trying to make sure i keep the right perspective i still can't be too upset about any of that um because we knock on wood still have it very good you know Mm -hmm. the kids are so far doing okay with online school um yes the 14 year old Loves the fact that he's not bored in class, hates the fact that he's not hanging out with his friends and in, in school. Yeah. Um, thought he wanted to do online school until now he's had to do it and he goes, I don't want to do that. I'll just just let me go to a classroom. <laughs> the youngest who is on the other side of the wall where we're recording, is loving it because he's done with quote school in two hours a day at this point.
1: Yeah. He but- um
0: No, I I think that's going to change. I think they're going to start giving more work. I think they started slow to
1: kind of gauge where where the kids are at, and it may very well ramp up a little bit.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it'll be six hours. No. Not by a long shot. Mm -mm. But, so yeah, so... We have it good and I'm I'm gonna keep reminding myself of that because other people I know that we've got people who listen who um, have to go they're an essential business. They work at a grocery store, they work at a pharmacy. They're healthcare they,
1: workers. Right. Or, people know. who
0: God who are working in hospitals and right. doctors' offices. So and then there are people who are out of work completely, you mm-hmm. know. And that that's also that's scary on another level. Like there's two right. levels of scary here. Um, so you're not gonna hear me like bitch about my life right now. No. Um and we are thinking of all y'all out there who aren't able to work from home or whose lives have drastically drastically changed in some serious and scary ways. Mm-hmm. Um it's why, you know, we are trying to do extra things and provide some extra distraction and a little bit more of a community kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Um if it helps you get away from things for a while then you know we're gonna mm-hmm. we want to help you do that
1: and um you know another lighter news we we've been binge watching a lot of tv in the we evening finally, you know it's we, funny we, we finally
0: did like make that a priority to sit down yeah. every night and just watch something and Ooh. um
1: we we finished the current season on netflix of supergirl
0: yes
1: um which yeah, now we're stuck at the cliffhanger until they... they All of them. Yeah.
0: Arrow had a cliffhanger. I think Flash, Flash had a cliffhanger. Yeah. Supergirl. Who else did we watch? Um, I, I, oh, Legends, of Legends of Tomorrow. I'm not sure they're even coming back with that, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. That we'll
1: have to look that up. All
0: the DC ones. We still have Black yeah. Lightning to watch, Black right? Lightning
1: to watch. Um, we last night finished the eighth episode of Witcher.
0: Yes. And I'm glad that everybody else had to go through watching the first time and be confused about the timeline. Cause when I was reading those articles, um, yeah. we were like halfway through the season. I was like, there's something I heard about the Witcher when it first came out that was confusing. Let me go figure it out. And then they were talking about the timeline. I went, oh, well now everything's making more sense. And then mm-hmm. once we had that information, the rest of the episodes were kind of a yeah. breeze. And that was on a cliffhanger.
1: And, and now. Since we just finished The Witcher last night, I, I've already watched season one, but I'm, I'm going to introduce Kayla to the Umbrella Academy.
0: Because you watched it without me. And I would have watched it with you. Ow. I would have watched it with you. I think what I kept... I,
1: would... I, I watched it when you were away.
0: No, there were days I was home. Were Because I was looking at the screen going, what are you watching? It's the Umbrella Academy. You're watching that without me? Well, you're busy. You're watching that without me. But you, you don't have time to sit and watch anything. But you're watching that without me. Yes,
1: I was. And I did. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So now, what, a year later? Yeah. Yeah, I'm finally going to get to watch it. Now, never mind. <laughs> I'm a fully functional adult person. And, and can, could watch it. can anytime watch anytime it on my own. own. I know. I, you. This is... So there are certain <laughs> TV shows I know. Like, you have sh- sh- TV shows you watch. You know I'm not at all interested in yeah. watching with you. There are some that I absolutely do that, too. But when they're... This is where I'm a better person than you are. When there are shows where I think you might be interested in, I feel guilty if I watch them without you. I do. Yeah. I do. You clearly don't feel that way.
1: No. Well, you are such a person. Because you did that with time, Legends of
0: Tomorrow too.
1: Because I had no idea that it was something you would be interested in. Um. Keep them guessing, y'all. Keep them guessing. That's, that's like I have loved, absolutely loved the. Uh, <coughs> excuse me the uh reboot on Netflix
0: that's our dog Saki yeah. in the background with his tracheal cough sorry
1: I, I have absolutely loved the reboot on Netflix of Lost in Space
0: yeah I tried to get into that with you and I could see, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. see I, I showing my age folks I watched the original when it aired on TV
0: yeah you are showing your age there. yeah that's okay though
1: and uh I, I'm really loving the, the reboot of, of Lost in Space. I think it's really yeah. cool.
0: It's one of those for me that if you have it on, I'll kind of watch it a little bit. But when you turn it off, I'm not asking, hey, when are we watching that again? Yeah. So yeah, we're we're going to watch uh, The Umbrella Academy. And uh-huh. then we'll have to find something else. We'll watch mm-hmm. Black Lightning, because if we watched yeah. everything else DC, we need to watch True. that. Uh, oh, poor Saki. Um, but yeah, so we're just doing our thing
1: so what what shows are y'all watching yeah what that's are, a good
0: question what shows know, are y'all watching yeah. there? Y- y'all know our, our geekiness you know we are doctor who we are marvel we are dc we mm-hmm. are fantasy stuff what recommendations do you yeah. have what have we not watched i love you all if you tell me to watch a reality show i will smile benevolently at you and then and do that whole <laughs> oh okay and then i will not watch that so Knowing (laughs) what what kind of geeks we happen to be, what would you recommend and what are you... But also, just tell us what you're watching because that's interesting. But what would you recommend? What do we need to watch? There you go. What have we missed out on? Mm -hmm. What is out there? Okay. I think we're done. Yeah. I think that's good. I think we've,
1: we've talked
0: i know oh yeah almost um, an hour and a half yeah that's, that's about right for no. us um will we have a live stream next week i don't we know don't yet know. probably not um will live streaming take a back seat wednesday live streaming we do yeah. have a friday night nine thirty p.m eastern yes, live yes, stream yes. uh we can do that because that's kid one child has gone to bed one child is like just on his phone it's mm-hmm. fine um bandwidth issues. But um, will we have Wednesday podcast live streams? May- We're playing that by ear. We, we
1: got to play that one by ear right now. Yeah.
0: If we can connect new internet in the new house, we will the moment we get that oh, office yeah. set up. We definitely will. Yep. Uh, hopefully that's just a few weeks. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But beyond that, um, the emoji of the week is the handshake because we can only virtually handshake yep. and it's... For me, the handshake is a meeting in the middle. We've compromised. We've found a way forward. We've come to an agreement. That's why. Also, we can't actually be touching no damn body right now. So let's just do it virtually. (laughs) Um, And if you happen to be listening to this uh, Friday during the day, and if you want to be on YouTube or whatever, um, we'll put the link to the live stream in the show notes. Um, I don't think the video will be available um, after Friday night. Oh, excuse me, but if mm. you miss this Friday night, then we're going to be doing it every Friday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Yep. We know that's not great for all time zones, but we actually had to plan around our internet capability more than anything else. So, also, ooh, 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 if you are listening right. on Friday and you are a patron, consider this your announcement that we're doing our monthly live Q&A at a different time at 9.30 a.m., Eastern on Saturday, April fourth. Again, patrons bandwidth, only. Bandwidth
1: considerations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All the information is at patreoncom slash lords Just call that the quick announcement that if you are here to the bitter, bitter end, mm-hmm. you clearly a, a proud cricket. Yes. Um. Yeah. So that's that's about it. That's it. We All need right. yeah, because we could talk forever. We need to stop. Now. Yeah. We love you guys.
1: Thanks for joining us.
0: We'll see you next, see week. You next week. Bye.
1: Bye.